soon. Okay, and then I have another kind of special announcement. Today's a little bit different than normal. I'm actually going to preach a little bit shorter, um, but I want to uh, make some space actually for you to hear from Matt Ford. So if you did look at your bulletin, you kind of see there the first announcement on there um, is a desire that we have to move towards hiring Matt Ford to come on our team as a minister of students and worship. So last week, if you were here, we announced that Stephen Ellison, who has been serving our church for a little more than four years, is ready to transition into an associate pastor role. He's going to be moving with his wife, Macy, to Michigan. Uh, He's going to wrap up his time here with us at the end of the month. Stephen's just done a great job with our youth and with our children. He stood in some really strategic and important and, quite honestly, some difficult spaces for us over the last couple years. And so we are super grateful We're also really excited for what's next for him, even while we kind of also hold some sadness for what that means to say goodbye to him. But but as we face that transition, I'm thankful that it seems like God has provided for us a way to kind of fill in some of the spaces that will be left from Stephen's transition. And so I met Matt almost two years ago. Matt's been on staff with K-Life, which is a parachurch ministry that ministers to elementary and middle school and high school students all across our city. It's not tied to a denomination or a specific church. It's just a, a citywide a gathering of students. And so Matt has been working with them for quite a while. When I first met him, it was the height of COVID. This was like December of 2020, like we're roped off rows and all that stuff. Remember masks and that whole thing was still a thing. So they asked if they could use some space in our building to host K-Life because the, the house wasn't going to give them enough spot to kind of socially distance. So I first met Matt just hearing his desire for students to hear uh, his desire to partner with churches. Um, and actually quickly after that meeting, I said, hey, I don't know about your future, but Whenever you're ready to transition, would you at least give me a shot at some sort of opportunity to come on our team? At that point, we had about 60 people here, uh, so it was a little bit of a risk to kind of say that, but I just thought, here's a guy that I would love to invest in, a guy that I would love to have him invest in our people. Um, and so Matt has been volunteering in some big ways for us. He's already been working with our students for quite a while, and then he's seen, you've seen him on stage as he's been working with our worship ministry. And so we're going to move him from you know, a volunteer into a staff role. He'll end up his time at K-Life uh, in April, and we think we have an opportunity to bring him onto our team. So he's formally interviewed with our personnel team and with our staff, and we're really excited to present him to you uh, to get to know him the rest of this month. Our church will actually vote on March 26th after the service. Our members will gather after the service, and you've got some dates there, so I won't belabor it here, but you'll see a space for the vote on the 26th. We're actually going to host two meetings, one for all of our members. It'll be actually this Wednesday night here in this room. Uh, Matt and I will just be here answering questions, and we want to make the best use of that time. So we're going to ask you to submit questions ahead of time. That way, even if you can't be there, the question still gets asked. So you can submit that online. You can also write on the back of this little welcome card and drop it in the box if you have a specific question. But that will be 6.30 on Wednesday night in this room. Everyone is welcome to that, but members, it's a chance for you to get to know Matt a little more and hear some of his story. And then parents of students and students uh, are invited to our home next Sunday night, uh, the 19th. We'll gather around 4 o'clock. Adrian and I would love just to make a space for a casual gathering for students and parents to get to know him a little more, answer some questions, and talk about kind of the future as we see student ministry. So those are chances to actually encourage him to affirm what we think the Spirit of God is doing. I love that we're a congregational church, and I've told Matt, even though he's pretty well known and been around for a while, there's a benefit to go through this process because it gives a chance to confirm this is what God actually wants to do through the hearts of our people, and also for him to get your affirmation 
uh, as well as you getting to know him. So, so I want him to come and share for a moment. His uh, wife is kind of in the middle section back here. She loves this. So would you just like one finger up in the air, Susanna? Uh, there's Susanna. They're newly married. Hey, a little fun fact. Matt and Susanna are the first couple to meet and get married at our church. Uh, so it's pretty fun. Uh, I just love saying that. Um, so we're, we're not hiring Susanna, but I wanted you to see Susanna back there. But I asked Matt to come and just share a little bit about his story, some of his calling, uh, some of his dreams for the future. Um, and then we'll pray for him, and then we'll hear God's word, and then we'll look at a passage together. So this is Matt Ford. Awesome. Well, good morning. I am really excited to get to share with you guys. Um, I just want to say, like, right off the bat, I this was not my plan to, like, be in Kansas City to be at this church. And I just love what God has done in my life. And I love what God has done just to bring me here. Um, and I'm just excited to just get to share my life with you. So I will start all the way back at the beginning. I'm going to be, like, 15 minutes. So, like, don't. this isn't going to be a long, drawn-out you have opportunities to ask questions. Some of this is going to be not make any sense at all, so please ask any questions you want. Um, but just uh, how I was raised, I was raised by a single mom. There were five of us kids in the house. And just a side note, like, she had four boys, one girl. We were all pretty awful. Um, like, school principals and, and doctors knew my mom by name, which was a problem. So we, like, did not give her the easiest time, but she is amazing, and my mom worked three jobs and would come home and take care of us um, and would keep us in church. We were in church all the time. That is just a, That was a part of our week. That is what we knew. Whatever we did on Saturday, we were getting up and we were going to church on Sunday, and just the, the strength, the, the I, I just applaud my mom for what it took to get us there and to get us excited about being there. So I grew up in the church. I grew up going to church. I grew up knowing all the stories. Um, I grew up not singing or playing any instruments. Um, that's not something that I grew up doing, but I, I grew up being involved in the church in very different ways. And it was about the time I was in middle school, we had an amazing youth pastor. Um, his name was Pastor Brandon. He is still a mentor of mine, still someone I, I, I get to talk to and I get to ask questions to and just have him speak into my life. Um, but he really started pouring into me. And he kind of filled a role that, you know, I, I didn't have a father figure growing up. So he step, stepped in and taught me a lot about what it looked like, not only to be a man, but to be a man of God um, and what it looked like to, to live out this, this Christian life. And so my eighth grade year, we were headed to youth camp. And every year we went to youth camp, it was awesome. Um, some years it was more about competition and games and beating the other teams because we were very competitive. Um, it's a church from Saxe, Texas that I think we still have beef with because, anyways, they cheated in the basketball tournament. Long story. Um, but we would go to youth camp every year, and my eighth grade year, I remember listening to the speaker talk about what does it look like to make your faith your own and what does it look like to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And I remember sitting there thinking, ooh, I haven't done that. Um, I've been in church my whole life. I've, I've grown up through church, but I don't think I've asked Jesus to be my Savior. So that night, I actually prayed with my youth pastor and, and some of my friends and asked Jesus to come into my life and to be my Savior in, in eighth grade. Um, and it was smooth sailing from there. Everything was perfect. Of course not. Uh, 
So I, I go through high school, and um, I went to a private Christian school in high school. It was a classical-based Christian school, which, again, credit to my mom. We did not have a ton of money growing up. She worked so hard to be able to send us to that school, and and I learned a lot through there, and I learned what it looked like to actually get to pour into people and live out my faith. Um, and so we had this opportunity uh, called mentorship in our school where if you're a junior or senior, you can go and hang out with, like, some of the elementary school kids. Um, and really, you didn't have to take a class if you did that, so it was like an excuse to get out of class. Uh, so uh, my junior year, I started hanging out with the fifth grade class and going during recess and just getting to know those guys. And, like, I really started to enjoy that. And that started to be something that, like, I look forward to more than anything as the days where I got to go and just be a part of their lives. And so that was kind of an early, like, feeling of, man, I might be called to something like this. Uh, I might be called to just getting the poor into people. And so as I got into college, I went to Texas A&M University. Um, gig them, there you go. Uh, as, I, as I got into college, I, first of all, I was way, I was over-involved in everything. Like, I worked on campus, and I coached football, and I coached track, and then I worked for our youth group. Uh, I did not yet know how to say no to anything, um, except for class. I went to class sometimes. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was an easier no. But I was very um, involved in, in, in things from my old high school. So I would go back, and I would coach football, um, and I would go back, and I would actually lead small groups there. And, man, that not only, like, was fun, but that also ministered to my soul. And I, I loved just getting to pour into people, and I loved just getting to be there for them. Um, so as I went through college, I was a history major, which I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. I was just like, if I was going to go to college, I'm going to do something I enjoy, and I was not math or science. So history it was. So I, I went to college as a history major, and I just continually felt God tugging on my heart uh, that I, I wanted to be involved in ministry. And I wanted to be involved in, in furthering his kingdom and, and furthering the gospel. So I, I even I tried a couple different things. Um, I tried being a barista, which that was a disaster for like two months. Um, I thought I was going to go into teaching, which I did a long-term sub and was like, that's not for me. Um, <laughs> And I moved to Kansas City, and I actually worked at a gelato shop for a while, um, which, again, that was weird. But 